The Mike Wagner Show is powered by Sonic Web Studios. Hi, this is Mia Mosenzel, also known as Mia No Time for Love. Check out my latest book, Missing, available in print and ebook formats on Amazon. It's now time for the Mike Wagner Show, powered by Sonic Web Studios and sponsored by international award-winning author Mia Mosenzia of Missing. The Mike Wagner Show can be heard on over 40 podcast platforms, as well as HamiltonRadio.net, Diamonds FM, and TheMikeWagnerShow.com. We can be heard in over 100 countries, featuring over 1,000 well-known and amazing guests throughout the globe, and named one of the top 100 global podcasts in the New York Weekly Times, Hollywood Entertainment News, Los Angeles Weekly Times, Apple, and Chartable. So sit back and relax and enjoy another great episode of the award-winning Mike Wagner Show. Hey everybody, it's Mike from the Mike Wagner Show. Powered by SoundCloud Studios. Visit online at SoundCloudStudios.com for all your needs. Looking at a professional website without breaking your budget? Sonic Web Studios is the answer. Sonic Web Studios offers fast, affordable custom web designs that blow the competition away. Call today, 1-800-303-3960. That's 1-800-303-3960. Or email to support at sonicwebstudios.com. Mention the Mike Wagner Show. Get 20% off your first project. Sonic Web Studios. Take your image to the next level. Also, time to give an official shout-out to our official sponsor, the Mike Wagner Show, international warring author, Mia molson if you love fast-paced mysteries, you'll love Missing by Mia Molson Dia. Available on Amazon and paperback and ebook. Missing is fast-paced and intriguing with an unforgettable twist. Takes place in four countries. Two strangers, one target. Where truth is illusion and those you love would be the first to go missing. It's available on Amazon and paperback and ebook. Missing by Mia Molson Dia has gotten great reviews and Eve Love and George by Howard celebrities, including Joanna Cassidy, Ford Riley, m and So grab your copy today for Girls Missing by Mia Molson Dia. Available on Amazon. Also, check out the Mike Widener Show at themikewidenershow.com and over 40 podcast platforms. Heard in over 100 countries, including Facebook, SoundCloud, Spreaker, Spotify, and iHeartRadio. Also, Anchor FM, iTunes, Google Play, Amazon, Audible, Apple Music. Also, heard on HamiltonRadio.net, Diamonds FM, Oldies Radio, and a few networks coming soon. Take the Mike Widener Show with you on any mobile device. Subscribe to the Mike Widener Show on the YouTube channel. Follow the Mike Widener Show on Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok today. And for great gift ideas, go to Amazon.com and check out the Mike Widener Show podcast T-shirts, pop tuckets, throw pillows, tote bags, hoodies, baseball gear. Makes great gifts 24-7. Go to Amazon.com and check out the Mike Weiner Show podcast. And for more great gift ideas, go to Amazon.com slash Mia Molson CM for great books like Missing, Once, and Wrinkles. Also, T-shirts, pop tuckets, hoodies, phone cases, and more. Amazon.com slash Mia Molson Zia. Check it out today. I'll support the Mike Weiner Show on Anchor FM, PayPal, and themikewidenershow.com. Make sure you do so today. We're here with a terrific gentleman who's a global thought leader in marketing and strategy and return and investment, or ROI. He also provides marketing with strategy tools and also tactics to continuously improve their marketing and exceed company sales, build marketing machines, and properly organize and collect data in um in, in any uh, onset whatsoever. And of course, he's also an author of um some amazing uh marketing books as well, including Marketing Machine, Marketing Calculator, The ROI of Social Media, and Return on Marketing Investment Marketing Investment. And he has a new book out which addresses the new rules of marketing to survive and thrive in the post-COVID marketing world. And he will talk about the book, the post-COVID marketing machine 
prepare your time to win. And live, ladies and gentlemen, from the Plus Studios in beautiful downtown Atlanta, the amazing global thought leader in marketing and strategy and return on investment. If you want your ROI to succeed, listen to this guy. Ladies and gentlemen, the multi-talented and author, Guy Powell. Guy, good morning, good afternoon, good evening. Thanks for joining us today. Mike, thank you uh, so much and really uh, love your introduction and uh, what you've got going on there. This is uh, fantastic. What's great to have you on board as well, too. So while we're looking for a return on investment, right? So so basically, we're here to, um, you know, you know, find out your strategies and how you can help people with the uh, ROI as well, too. Your global thought leader in marketing and strategy and also the return on investment and also provides marketing strategy tools, um, basically with tactics to continues to improve the marketing, also exceed company sales and build marketing machines to properly organize and collect data. And also your new book uh, addresses the new rules of marketing to survive and thrive in post-COVID. You also got your books, Marketing Machine, Marketing Calculator, the ROI of social media, and also return in marketing investment as well. And before we get to all that, Guy, tell us how you first got started. Uh, sure. Well, it's, uh, it's kind of a... Uh, it goes back about uh, 15 or 20 years. I was the VP of marketing for a high-tech company, and we were selling products to uh, to major corporations, and uh, and we were selling them as well to consumers. And you know, I figured, well, let's see what would happen. You know, let me see if I can get another couple million dollars in in uh, a marketing budget. Marketers always want to spend more, and so why not? You know, so I put together a whole bunch of plans and worked with my team, and I thought we had some really good ideas. And I went to the CEO and he goes, Guy, why would I invest in marketing when I can just hire some more sales folks? Oh. And that <laughs> hit me right in the chest. I said, Ouch. oh, man. So, But that right there was the impetus for my first book, Return on Marketing Investment. And I reorganized my marketing. I reorganized the accounting of the marketing. I started to really put strong tracking in place. And then, uh, you know, over the, the next six months or so, I was really able to say, this is how successful my marketing is. I can tie, I can connect this marketing activity, whether it was a trade show or an ad or whatever it was, specifically to that revenue. And that's why sales guys otherwise get all the money is because, you know, they can say, hey, I closed that deal. Well, what I did was exactly that, except I did it for all of the marketing activities. And um, I didn't st I didn't get a budget increase, but at least I felt good. <laughs> I removed the mm -hmm. dagger. I was able to breathe again and and uh, go from there. That's certainly amazing as well, too. And what was a precise moment that simply got you into uh, writing these books? Well, that was the first thing. And then secondly, the uh, um, uh, the 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 tech bust uh, took place. And I said, you know, if I'm going to really now survive in uh, basically a new marketing world, I needed to really come up with some new some new concepts for myself so that I could be not just VP of marketing or global VP or whatever. I needed to be a domain expert. And so then I wrote uh, Return on Marketing Investment. That was then followed by Marketing Calculator, ROI of social media. And now, of course, post-COVID marketing machine, which really helps, I think, the uh, the marketer to figure out how they can organize their marketing so that they can win in the marketplace. Because it's 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 not just a you know a simple do some marketing and they will come. No no no. You have to do a lot more than that. You have to make sure that your whole marketing operations, your tracking, and your creativity all come together so that you can really win in the marketplace. 
Mm-hmm. And, and with the uh, adaption of social media and what you've done in marketing in the past before social media, do you think the marketing, especially going to return on investment, is easy with social media or is it a bigger challenge than, than people expect? Well, uh, back when I wrote uh, ROI of social media, the organic social was how can you get organic social to work? Now it's really very different. Paid social, which means I'm actually paying for advertising in social, whether it's Facebook or influencers or whatever. That is what's really uh, providing a great return. And for most of our clients, paid social is better than any other channel. And, um, and so with that, now and moving into the post-COVID world where TikTok and Instagram Reels and so many other new, really cool channels are coming up. Those are the things that marketers now need to figure out how to use and how then to win with them. Mm-hmm. And also another uh, machine that's come up as well, too, is Discord. That's been um, growing as well, too. And of course, you also had uh, MeWe. And I think there's also... um you know, quite a few other social channels. And uh, what do you see the future in that in terms of like, you know, marketing, return investment and uh, marketing on those channels? We know it's Dis- Discord have been on the rise. And of course, Twitch turned from um, a video video game platform into a regular platform. MeWe has been the alternate to uh, Facebook and um, and some of the others. What What's the future look um, in terms of those uh, new social channels? If there's other social channels, you know, you know, tell us about that. Absolutely. So in my in my first marketing machine book, and then uh, to some extent also in this one, one of the things that you have to do is you want to be strong on a handful of channels because you don't know which one is actually going to take place and which one is really going to then you know lead the lead the charge as being the next one the next big wave. And so you kind of have to place your bets. It's almost like being a venture capitalist where you then say, listen, I want to I want to place my bets on ten of these realizing that maybe only one or two of them are going to take off. And so all of those channels, whether it's MeWe or Twitch or then TikTok now and Instagram, uh, Instagram Reels and some of the other new uh, new opportunities that are out there. One of those, well, actually, you know, a, a couple of those have already taken off and then there's a whole bunch more that's coming. And similarly, now, when you think about not just social media on the social media platforms, but when you also look at the, uh, the, uh, the gaming platforms and what's going to happen with the metaverse, we as marketers have to start placing bets. We have to buy property. We've got to figure out how to use NFTs. We've got to start putting together, uh, you know, different capabilities in the metaverse, placing our bets so that we can then take off with that. One of the things that I've learned as well, and even with post-COVID marketing machine is some of those wins can be short term and some of them can be long term. If I had a place to bet on Facebook 10 years ago, I'd have been a winner for at least 10 years. And even today, I'd still be a winner. However, now some of these platforms, you know, they take off, you get this really great response, and then they kind of fade. I still want to get that where it took off. I still want to ride that wave, even if I have to, you know, at some point see it go down, because I do know that there's going to be some other waves to be able to help me through this, uh, the new post-COVID marketing, uh, marketing environment. Mm-hmm. You, you said something about Facebook. Uh, you predicted that, uh, you know, back 10 years ago, you said it would take off and it did. What are some of the other pr- other ones uh, that you predicted that did take off or some predicted did take off, you know, kind of went down? You know, were some of the things that um, you scored on? Were there some of the things that kind of just tanked? Yeah, well, um, I wouldn't have I, I, I would have probably kept my money in my space. <laughs> As bad as <laughs> I think that. we all did, <laughs> <laughs> and I would have lost. But you know, that's that's what a venture capitalist does: is you place bets 
such that only, you know, one or two of those has to really pay off in a big way. And all the other ones, it's okay if I, if I, if I don't do so well, because I was planning on those one or two to, to really, uh, really pay off for me. And so it's, uh, you know, in some respects, it's FOMO, fear of missing out. Um, but it's not really fear. It's being very intelligent to place bets so that I can be there when I need to be when they really start to do that hockey stick. Mm-hmm. And of course, you know, hockey sticks, you talk about that as well, too. And uh, we talked earlier as well. And, uh, you know, getting back to in just a minute here with uh, the NFTs and the cryptos and everything else. And um, what future do you see with the NFTs and uh, cryptos and tied to marketing, return, investment, and everything else? And between the uh, NFT and crypto, which one would you prefer and why? Well, I think those are two different uh, uh, directions. Um, I Crypto and cryptocurrency, if that's what you mean by it, that's how I would interpret that. Uh, I think that has value. I think there is definitely a digital value for a currency that kind of spans the globe, so to speak. And 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 as well, it's it's kind of like placing a bet. So if I you know if I had the money, I'd want to have some euros. I'd want to have some uh, some U.S. dollars. I'd want to have some Singapore dollars, some Swiss Swiss francs, and I'd want to kind of place my bets because they're going to keep going up and down. Well, NFTs are a little bit different than that. NFTs, non fungible tokens, are kind of like also placing your bets. If I want to, uh, let's say, buy a very specific recording, let's say, of a of a football game that nobody else can have, or I want to have some kind of a piece of artwork, those are the early things that are going on yet. I, I don't know whether they're yet, there yet. I don't know whether the, the market has figured out how to use them. The value, though, of having something that's very specific that nobody else can have is clearly of value. And, and I think that's where we're going to see some interesting opportunities come out. And if you were a, a smart marketer, um, I would recommend that you start to invest in a couple of those just so that you can, first of all, get your feet wet, learn more about it, use it as part of your marketing machine so that you can um, you know, place those bets and then hopefully win something here over the next year or two. Mm-hmm. And of course, you know about the other industries as well, too. You also manage with uh, high tech financial services, also telecom, airlines, consumer packaged goods and everything. And um, what do you see a future in those? Like, say, um, you, you know, different marketing would it be like a rising collapse or anything like that. You've done some of those. Where, where do you see those from now? Well, most of the industries are not going away. It's not like I don't need furniture. It's not like I don't want to fly. It's not like I'm going to uh, not get to have a bank. They are clearly going to differ and they're clearly going to change. And that's kind of where the post-COVID marketing machine comes in. So uh, two of the folks that we talked to, one of them was the Museum of the Bible and the other one was uh, the Georgia Aquarium as being a venue where they uh, kind of had to close. And then they had to digitize. They had to get online. They had to be able to offer online services. And they survived because they pivoted and realized that the consumer behavior is now different. And when they came out of post-COVID, when we finally were, were free from the lockdowns, they realized that now with the digital offerings that they could do, they've actually widened their whole uh, customer base. And so that actually turned out to be pretty good for them. Uh, but it, it's not like they were going away. It's that they had to morph and they had to make sure that they were now there where the consumer has moved to. 
That's rather interesting as well, too. We'll talk more about the book, The Post-COVID Marketing Machine, along with your other books. But first, listen to The Mike Widener Show at themikewidenershow.com, powered by SoundCloud Studios. Visit online at soundcloudstudios.com for all your needs. Look at a professional website without breaking your budget. SoundCloud Studios is the answer. SoundCloud Studios offers fast, affordable custom web designs at below the competition way. Call today, 1-800-303-3960. That's 1-800-303-3960. Or email to support at SoundCloud Studios. Studios.com. Mention the Mike Widener Show. Get 20% off your first project. Sonicrab Studios. Take your image to the next level. Also, time to give an official shout-out to our official sponsor of the Mike Widener Show, international warring author Mia Molsonzia. If you love fast-paced mysteries, you'll love Missing by Mia Molsonzia. Available on Amazon and paperback and ebook. Missing is fast-paced and intriguing with an unforgettable twist. Takes place in four countries. Two strangers, one target. Where truth is illusion and those you love will be the first go missing. It's available on Amazon and paperback and ebook. Missing by Mia Molson Z has garnered great reviews in Eve 11 and Doris by Howard celebrities, including Joanna Cassie, Forge Riley, and Minios. So grab your copy today for Girls Missing by Mia Molson Z, available on Amazon. Also, check out the Mike Widener Show at themikewidenershow.com on over 40 podcast platforms, heard in over 100 countries, including HamiltonRadio.net, also Diamonds FM, Oldies Radio, and a few networks coming soon. Take us with you on any mobile device. Subscribe to the Mike Widener Show on the YouTube channel. Follow the Mike Widener Show on Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok today. For great gift ideas, go to Amazon.com and check out the Mike Widener Show podcast. And for more great gift ideas, go to Amazon.com slash Mia Mosentia for great books, merchandise, and more. I'll support the Mike Widener Show on Anchor FM, PayPal, and the themikewidenershow.com. Make sure you do so today. We're here with Global Thought Leader in Marketing and Strategy and Return on Investment and author of the books, Marketing Machine, Marketing Calculator, The ROI of Social Media, also Return on Marketing Investment. Guy Paul here on the Mike Widener Show and talking about the post-COVID uh, marketing machine, prepare your time to win. You did talk about some of the uh, marketing machine book and let's move on to marketing calculator and also the ROI of social media. And um, tell us about those two books and what, what prompted you to write them. Yeah, absolutely. Um, it's interesting how the concept of uh, marketing ROI has changed. When I first got in to this business and became a domain expert, I it was really just about uh, that first thing that I mentioned with my story was connecting every one of my marketing activities to sales. If I could do that, I was a hero. And once I did that, of course, if it connected to sales, that meant profit. And then I could say, well, here's then my ROI. And so my marketing generated a profit. And without it, I would have had lower profit. And so that's kind of uh, the first book. Then the second thing, though, was the world got more complex. So it wasn't just about simply connecting your marketing to sales, but using much more higher analytics to be able to do it and looking at much more uh, uh, complex environments and being able to really understand not just how your marketing did, but how your creative did, how your location in the stores, how your pricing did, and being able to take a look at the in entire environment that the consumer needs to make a decision with. So, you know, you've probably heard of this thing, the product price place promotion. So uh, the consumer sees your product, whether it's a product or a service, doesn't really matter, but they see your product and they see the attributes of your product. They're willing to pay a price for it. So they, they attach a value to what you're selling 
but they also attach a value to what your competition is selling. So you have to look at how your price is doing compared to the competition. And uh, then secondly, of course, where can I buy it? Well, you know, so to your to your merchandise, I can buy that on Amazon. Well, if I could buy that in a store, I then want to say, well, you know, if I go into the store, I get this great service. I don't have to look at it online or whatever. And so then the consumer has to make a decision as to whether they want to shop for it online or potentially go into a physical store. Mm. And then uh, lastly, of course, um, you know, a, a lot of people, especially entrepreneurs, uh, you know, think that they can build it and people will come. Well, that is not the case. The fourth P is promotion. I have to tell people about it. If people are not aware of your product, they will never, ever, ever, ever be able to buy your product. And so you have to communicate and you have to do that in a very uh, in a in a very um, uh, uh, you know effective way, and also in an accountable way, so that I can actually see that I'm getting an ROI out of my out of my my marketing investment. Mm-hmm. And so then that's kind of where we got to with uh, return on marketing investment, and then marketing calculator. The uh, the next book with the ROI of social media. When I wrote that book, uh, that social media was just exploding. You know, Facebook. Twitter was about to come on and uh, there was all kinds of stuff. MySpace, you know, they were, it was on its way down, but my, Facebook had just sideswiped them and it was just taken off. And so then everybody wanted to know what is the value of a like? I, I don't know how many times I did a, uh, I went to a conference and I'd be speaking and then there'd always be a question in the audiences. So what is the value of a like? And I hate to say it, but that's the wrong question. <laughs> <laughs> well, well, if I base everything on likes, I think many has to be guilty. I mean, I'm probably guilty myself, even as a personal. It's like a picture of a cat or something. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, exactly. But yeah, there, there's clearly a value in a like. But the real, uh, the real value, though, is, is if I get a like or if I get a comment or if I get a share, uh, how much more revenue am I, am I going to be able to achieve? And so then the like is interesting, not to say that it's not, but the real value is, is how do I uh, turn that like into a, an actual conversion into a sale? And so that's kind of where uh, the ROI of social media went. Uh, I think we had some really, really good, uh, unique thinking about how to structure all of your uh, all of your social media and how to measure it, and that's critical. Is uh, you know, it's not just measuring the number of likes you get, but how do you structure it so that you can tie that value of each of those interactions and each of those engagements to some point further down in the in the purchase funnel, and then some point from there down into uh, into purchasing of your product. Now the marketing machine uh, is uh, was pre-COVID, and there it's uh, the the marketing ROI business had kind of evolved to it's not just measuring, but how can I operationalize my measurement so that every week, every month, every quarter, every year, I'm doing better and better and better, and doing better in an accountable way and in a reliable way and in a predictable way. So one of the uh, one of the examples and one of the cases uh, that we talk about. We were working with a uh, with a cheese manufacturer over in Holland, and they had been doing two big waves of advertising a year, and uh, and then uh, one of the things that happened was all of a sudden they came out with a new creative, and the creative didn't work. All mm. of a sudden, you know, they they had this uh, this 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 really what everybody thought was a great creative, and sales started to go down. And they said, whoops, you know, we got to do something here. We got to change out our creative. Let's at least go back to what we did last year. And then that meant 
And that forced them to be a lot more rigorous in what they were measuring. And so as we worked with them and as we started to get that measurement in place, then they realized exactly how to make that old campaign work and then to come up with a new campaign uh, and then use both of those to really drive sales further. Now, with the new creative and then with our marketing machine in place, they're actually doing four waves a year. So instead of just spring and fall, they're now doing all four seasons and their, their sales are now up uh, significantly. Wow, that is amazing. And going back to that one campaign that did that suddenly dramatically uh, you went down, what are some of the factors can, that contributed to um, having it go down? And what can we learn from uh, these campaigns that uh, you know prevent things from going down like that? Well, you know, one of the ch- the challenges is uh, w- whenever you have a new creative, a TV creative or a, an online creative, is that as much as you can test it before it gets out into the marketplace, the real test is then when it gets out in the marketplace and you start seeing whether sales are doing what you were expecting. The biggest thing, uh, and it has nothing to do with anything else, the biggest thing is to measure and measure and measure and measure and refine that measurement all the time so that you can have an early warning that says, hey, something's not going on right here. What's going on? You know, was it the was it the weather that did it? Was it the economy that did it? Were the interest rates, the unemployment, the inflation? And no, no, no. You want to separate all those things out through good measurement, good analytics to be able to say, nope, Everything is uh, really pointing in a good direction. It has to be our creative that's not working. And you have to be able to make a decision on that very quickly. And you can only do that if you're measuring consistently and accurately. And so even in my post-COVID marketing machine book or in my previous marketing machine book, it's all about making sure that you've got good measurement going on. Mm -hmm. You also talked about market research as well, too, that uh, plays in these factors and everything. Do you think market research, um, you know, has gotten more complicated in social media? Do you think market research um, helped melt things a lot easier when it comes to measuring social media and um, everything else? Because marketing research has been more of an up and down thing where it's like market research is easy. Market research can be simplified, but then also gets complex as well. Well, you know, uh, market research is expensive and it's hard. And yet, if you get the if you get the right market research, then you can make uh, some significant gains. And uh, if you can really understand what is driving your consumers, not in terms of the functionality, but in terms of their emotion, the emotions that are in their brains. And one of the really cool uh, one of the really cool ca- uh, campaigns was the uh, Real Beauty campaign by Unilever Dove, and uh, the self esteem for girls, and that campaign just blew the socks off of the whole category. Here they are then finally attaching their brand to to an emotion uh, for teens that says, hey, we need to, you know, we need to stop denigrating our teens. We need to really figure out a way to build up the self-esteem for girls. And uh, that campaign then uh, lasted a couple of years. It was awesome. We did some measurement on it. It was incredible how well that that one creative and the research that went behind that to, to finally discover that that was something that they could that they could hone in on. Then that also turned out to be something for older women as well. And that was where the be comfortable in the skin you're in. So it it trans it transferred from being something for teens. It then also pulled up the uh, you know the, the the middle age I'll call it, and then it also went into the boomers and the older age folks, women, and uh, so that they could have self esteem at the teen level and then be comfortable in the skin you're in at the uh, at the senior level. 
Mm, that's rather interesting. You talked about that too, with uh, the demographics and everything else, you know, being the boomers, the ones above that or beyond, and, you know, being a challenge as well too. And also you talked earlier about uh, Facebook with their, um, you know, logistics and uh, everything else, you know, measuring likes and uh, shares and everything else. There's also the algorithm factor where people have complained about for a number of years. It's like, you know, what's really based on an algorithm and how does your post get on? It's like, what are the chances of have like, you know, post on so many it's like maybe you can probably just um explain the whole thing to everything everybody or just simplify simplify the whole algorithm on facebook well yeah i don't think uh i don't think facebook's going to tell us what that algorithm <laughs> is <laughs> yeah neither is google but uh, no question that as an outsider looking in as a measurer looking in uh, being able to find some nuance and being able to see how it works in context of everything else. Because in reality, there's no such thing as an island in marketing. You know, I have Facebooks. We have podcasts now, right? I got Facebooks. I got pos- podcasts. I've got Twitter. I've got uh, TikTok and Instagram. And then, of course, there's still TV. TV is not going away. It may be declining, but it is not going away. Then you have smart TVs and what's then advertised using connected TV. And we have to make our marketing work across all of those things. And we need to have a way to make very fast decisions for being able to take advantage of what's going on today and what's going on this hour versus being able to make a decision, well, what do I do next week? And then, like I said, what do I do next month, next year, and and over the next couple of years? Mm -hmm. And what about the future of uh, the the traditional marketing tools, uh, you know, that's been used for uh, decades, like radio, newspaper, magazines, and uh, billboards? What future do you see in that? Well, those are definitely, uh, uh, they've gone down. But one of the things that's kind of interesting is that they've actually, uh, they're actually now providing an advantage. A friend of mine, he used to run a, um, he used to run a, a web development uh, company. And uh, in Atlanta, there's, uh, there's Route 8, I, Interstate I-85. It goes right through the heart of town. And he had this enormous billboard uh, right, uh, right as, the people, as people were traveling into work going into downtown. And uh, he was spending at the time ten thousand a month. Now, of course, it's probably twenty or thirty thousand a month. But he said that one billboard. Here he is using a billboard to advertise a web business, and that one billboard put his company on the map. And of course, now he sold it, and now he's retired. So wow. traditional media does not go away. You just have to figure out a way to do it. And and being unusual. I mean, who would have ever thought? that you could advertise a web development company using a billboard. It, you know, it's kind of like, huh? Right. But yet he was able to build his business through that. And personally, if I, uh, at some point, I would love to try that myself is to build my uh, marketing ROI and consulting business and strategy business using a billboard, just like he did on uh, interstate 85 going through downtown Atlanta. I, I think you're getting some people calling about that and what are the rates. So I think you just got something going right there. So, <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. But, you know, it's funny. The, uh, uh, the traditional media is not going away. Um, what will happen is it'll get uh, used less and less. But because it gets used less and less, those people that are actually still uh, watching it or still listening to it or still reading it are then going to see your ad. So they might not see it on digital or, you know, to your point, there's, you know, certainly the secure seniors, 
There's the boomers. They're interested in, in, uh, in, in traditional media. We did a project for a, uh, an insurance company. And, um, uh, and one of the things that came out was the success of printed magazines. And it happened to be the, the Family Planner magazine and Family Magazine. And I can't remember what the other ones were. But the success was place, placing physical print ads in those magazines when everybody else was trying to go digital. Wow. That is something. And of course, you know, you know, Facebook, uh, who, who thought 10 years would have, um, you know, just took off at this pace, Twitter, TikTok, Instagram and everything. What are, what are some of the um, social media um, websites or uh, portals or whatever you call it? What 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 do you see coming up in about uh, five, 10 years or even like um, next year would be a big thing? Yeah, well, I think, uh, I mean, social media is not going to go away. I mean, uh, Facebook seems to have leveled off. Twitter seems to be declining a bit, but they're not going to go away. Uh, they're going to figure out what's going on and, and uh, you know, and get rid of the bots or somehow figure out how to, how to get their business back online and, and uh, get back in a growth path. What I definitely see is, uh, is the metaverse. Um, you have, uh, I mean, our grandson, uh, as much as we as old folks don't like it, He's on there on Roblox, he's on Minecraft, and he's on there, you know, a couple hours a day playing with wow. that. As he grows, he is going to be the, uh, you know, he's going to be a gamer, right? Mm -hmm. Well, the gaming platforms are the ones that are going to be all of the ones that are going to provide the, uh, the metaverse as kind of the platform. And, uh, and, under, and on top of that platform, I'm going to put learning capabilities. I'm going to put, uh, you know, other kind of informational or entertainment kind of capabilities. But the platforms will be now where the, uh, where the, where the real investment needs to be. So me as an advertiser, I'm going to want to place a bet on Roblox. I'm going to want to place a bet on, on uh, Minecraft and then figure out a way to build an environment that takes advantage of the environment but promotes my brand uh, to my customers as best as possible. Hmm. That's so, where things are going. That's where things are going. That's really interesting as well, too. We'll find out what's coming up in 2022 and beyond for author Guy Powell, the post-COVID marketing machine. You listen to the Mike Widener Show at the themikewidenershow.com, powered by SoundCloud Studios. Visit online at soundcrabstudios.com for all your needs. Also brought to you by official sponsor, the Mike Widener Show, international warring author Mia Molson's The Missing, available on Amazon and paperback and ebook. We'll be back with author Guy Powell, the post-COVID marketing machine. Prepare your time to win after this time. The Mike Wagner Show is powered by Sonic Web Studios. If you're looking to start or upgrade your online presence, visit www.sonicwebstudios.com for all of your online needs. Call 1-800-303-3960 or visit us online at www.sonicwebstudios.com to get started today. Mention the Mike Wagner Show and get 20% off your project. Sonic Web Studios, take your image to the next level. Hey everybody, my name is Forbes Riley and I'm an American actress and a TV host. And I was delighted when I got my copy of Missing, which is Extraordinary Relation of Ordinary People based on a real-life relationship. It's just, it's well-written. It's amazing. You know, it talks about a man who has lost his wife and his daughter, and it's very well done. I'm going to highly recommend that you go get your copy of Missing. It is a powerful, exciting read. Mr. Mian Moshazia. he is the author of Missing. And I want to give a big shout out and a kiss all the way halfway around the world to my dear friend. Check him out at Mia's website. It's called www.miamotionzea.com. Missing. Available on Amazon. Again, I'm Forbes Riley, and I will see you again soon. Bye-bye. 
Hey, hey, this is Ray Powers, and boy, are you in luck. Right place, right time. Tuned in to The Mike Wagner Show. You heard me. We're back with author Guy Powell on The Mike Wagner Show, founder of Pro Relevant Marketing Solutions, and also um, mar- the uh, post-COVID marketing machine, prepare your time to win. And um, what else can we expect from you in 2022 and 23 beyond, Guy? Yeah, absolutely. And thank you. Um, uh, two things. I, I, I've got two concepts that uh, we're kind of uh, playing, uh, playing around with, with, my, uh, with my partners. One of them is to look at the digital and the analytics in, in uh, digital marketing. And no question that there's uh, still a lot of opportunity there. Uh, you know, you would think that after 10 years, 15 years, that the analytics have kind of plateaued in digital and they haven't. There's still some really, really cool stuff going on. And there's evolution of that analytics and evolution of the data. And so those two pieces will continue to provide really good fodder for marketers as they move forward. Mm-hmm. The other thing is uh, certainly the metaverse. And, uh, and I haven't decided yet or we haven't decided yet whether we're going to do a, a, a metaverse marketing machine uh, or we're going to do a digital, you know, an advanced digital uh, marketing machine uh, moving forward. But that decision, uh, I think I'm going to, I'm kind of taking a break. We just got done with this one and, uh, you know, and it took us a while. We put it up on the website at marketingmachine.prorelevant.com. And uh, I hate to say it, I'm taking a little bit of a break, but I'm going to be right back at it uh, in the new year with either the uh, a metaverse marketing machine or a digital analytics marketing machine, or maybe I'll do something totally different. I don't know. We'll see. Mm-hmm. And of course, it's well-deserved as well, too, the way you work, Guy. It's totally amazing. Where can we find the post-COVID marketing machine and your other books in the meantime, Guy? Yeah, please go to marketingmachine.prorelevant.com, marketingmachine.prorelevant.com. All my books are out there. And of course, they're on Amazon as well. So you can go to either one. But if you want to read a little bit more about the book, if you want to sign up for some uh, podcasts and other uh, information and and interviews and things like that, go to marketingmachine.prorelevant.com. We will certainly do that. We're here with author Guy Paul, the Pulsegov and Marking Machine on the Mike Wagner Show. And who do you consider biggest influence in your career? Um, oh, man, that's a, a good question. I haven't had one like that in a while. <laughs> you know, there was a guy uh, that, I, uh, that I worked with when I first got out of college. His name was Jim Bennett. He was a PhD, and uh, he really challenged me. I, and I was... Uh, I was amazed. I, you know, I had a lot of fun. I actually, when I first got out of college, I was in engineering and that's kind of why analytics and ROI, I guess, are in my blood uh, now that I'm in the marketing side of things. But he is the one that challenged me to really do some logical thinking. And if I might add, add another one, I worked uh, six years over in Germany and uh, my mentor over there was a guy named uh, Dr. Fritz Kroger. And uh, he he challenged me just as much as anything. And, you know, I think it's uh, I think for young folks, you should work with a boss that's going to challenge you intellectually. If you're going to try and take the easy route and just trying to get along, go along to get along, I don't think that's the right way. You need a mentor that's going to challenge you and is going to raise your capabilities up. And that's what both of those guys did is Fritz Kroger and Jim Bennett. And I think then it's that learning that really went into challenging now myself and learning how to challenge myself that really supported me in writing the post-COVID marketing machine. And certainly amazing, too, how they challenged you as well, too, and responded. And what's the best advice you can give to anybody at this point? 
Well, for marketers, uh, uh, it doesn't matter whether you're a small business, a medium, or a large business, uh, is start measuring now. Measure, measure, measure. Um, so many small businesses I talk to and they say, yeah, we tried that and we didn't get anywhere. Yeah, we did some Facebook ads. We didn't get anywhere. Yeah, we did this. And, uh, you know, I, 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 I just have to say, listen, that is not the way to do it. You cannot use an ad hoc campaign or some ad hoc measurement to try and figure out whether your marketing is working or not. You have to invest in, in marketing and marketing measurement and be able to start to see how things change when you start to, uh, when you start to actually do your campaigns. I usually uh, like to bring up uh, this, uh, this acronym called TINSTAFFEL. And it's, there is no such thing as a free lunch. So Tinstoffel. And for measurement, <laughs> for measurement, there is no such thing as a free lunch. If you want to be successful in marketing, you have to measure, 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 measure. Mm -hmm. And I remember the uh, Tinstoffel as well, too, when I talked to somebody about that. So I like that. <laughs> yeah, there's a guy, um, there's a bronze statue in Princeton, uh, New Jersey, where I grew up. And uh, he's sitting on the bench and right next to him, he's, uh, he has a lunch and lunch bag next to him and he's reading a book. And then I think it's on the title of the book. It says there is no such thing as a free lunch. Huh, that's interesting. I have to check that out. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> oh, that's so clever. I'll tell you, great minds think alike here. <laughs> We're here with author Gary Powell, the post-COVID marketing machine. Prepare your time to win on the Mike Wagner Show. Guy, very big. Thank you for your time. You've been absolutely fantastic. Learned a lot. Looking forward to having you again soon. Make sure you keep this up to date. Keep in touch. Love to have you back. And once again, tell us about your upcoming projects. What's your website? How do people contact? Where can people purchase or check out your books? Absolutely. So marketingmachine.prorelevant.com. There you can find information about me, about my business, and about my books. And then, of course, you can either buy them through there. Uh, they'll basically link you over to Amazon, amazon.com. Just look for Guy Powell, Marketing Machine or Post-COVID Marketing Machine. I will definitely pop up. It's an international bestseller, a number one international bestseller. And uh, so it will, uh, you know, it'll definitely be at the top and easy to find. We will certainly do that. Once again, Guy, a very big thank you for your time. You've been absolutely amazing. Looking forward to having you soon. Make sure you keep this up to date. Keep in touch. Love having you back. We wish you all the best. And Guy, you definitely have a great future ahead of you. <laughs> thank you so much, Mike. Great to be on your show. The Mike Wagner Show is powered by Sonic Web Studios. If you're looking to start or upgrade your online presence, visit www.sonicwebstudios.com for all of your online needs. Call 1-800-303-3960 or visit us online at www.sonicwebstudios.com to get started today. Mention the Mike Wagner Show and get 20% off your project. Sonic Web Studios, take your image to the next level. Hey everybody, my name is Forbes Riley and I'm an American actress and a TV host. And I was delighted when I got my copy of Missing, which is Extraordinary Relation of Ordinary People based on a real life relationship. It's just, it's well written, it's amazing. You know, it talks about a man who has lost his wife and his daughter and it's very well done. I'm gonna highly recommend that you go get your copy of Missing. It is a powerful, exciting read. Mr. Mian Moshe Zia, he is the author of Missing. And I want to give a big shout out and a kiss all the way halfway around the world to my dear friend. Check him out at Mia's website. It's called www.miamotionzea.com. Missing. Available on Amazon. Again, I'm Forbes Riley and I will see you again soon. Bye-bye.
Thanks for listening to The Mike Wagner Show. Brought to you by international award-winning author Mia Mosin-Zia of Missing. And powered by Sonic Web Studios. Be sure to join us again on over 40 podcast platforms. And of course, on the MikeWagnerShow.com, HamiltonRadio.net, and Diamonds FM. Don't forget to support our program with a generous donation at the MikeWagnerShow.com. Thanks for listening.